So today, um, the topic is karma, and the focus, um, there are many ways to go, obviously, in the topic of karma. Um, it's, I think, important to recognize um, <laughs> that Gautama considered uh, the issue of karma in general to be one of the imponderables, or uh, what's called the uh, achinteya. <clears throat> the Achinteya, um, uh, I'll send the link, uh, Wikipedia talks about it a little bit. There were four primary issues that were Achinteya, imponderable, incomprehensible, and um, was written as, uh, was defined as, and the Wikipedia says, that which cannot or should not be thought, the unthinkable, incomprehensible, impenetrable, that which transcends the limits of thinking and over which, therefore, one should not ponder. Now, obviously, we're pondering, and obviously, uh, it can be thought. Uh, full understanding is beyond um, all beings but a Buddha or, or a near fully enlightened being. Uh, nevertheless, um, karma affects, the, the, the principle of karma affects us, you know, <laughs> Uh, profoundly, and uh, karma defined as um, cause. There's a word kama vipaka, which in the earlier translations, uh, perhaps um, what the Buddha taught while Paula Rahula, in my early days, I understood kama vipaka as cause effect, and <clears throat> uh, it's causality, um, multi-dimensional causality. Uh, if we understand the multi-dimensional universe, seven dimensions or densities of life, uh, at the physical, or the physical being 3D space-time, obviously there are laws of physics. This is um, some of the laws of physical causality. There's the interplay between um, the physical and the metaphysical. Ra said that the physical and the metaphysical are inseparable. And so... Uh, <clears throat> the physical space-time here, 3D space-time, is inseparable from the non-physical 3D time-space, as well as uh, higher dimensions of our of our very own being, meaning uh, other dimensional levels of of all we are, of what we are, like higher self. Therefore, we get into program catalyst, what Ra talks about, <clears throat> and so there's a lot of. Um, a lot of our circumstances uh, are the result of program catalyst, meaning causes set in motion before birth, particularly um, as planned planned experience, what's commonly called experience or catalyst. Catalyst being another word for, you know, can be understood as experience, like I experience that I have two parents, or I experience that I have uh, siblings uh, of particular nature, uh, with whom I have natural compatibility and incompatibility. That birth family circumstance uh, is generally the result of program catalyst, but that's also the result of karma. And so program catalyst <clears throat> represents um, the pre-incarnational planning at from the level of higher self or from the level of our unified self-being, sixth density, 
which is us also, uh, for particular, you know, quote, experience or circumstances in life or aptitudes and body conditions and opportunities and challenges, including astrology, which is programmed, meaning the time and location of birth, of course. Uh, but that's... Um, <clears throat> Those those programs are made within the bounds of the karmic inheritance. So there's past life activity and consequence. There's uh, the consequence of particular development of the seven ray self or the seven ray our seven ray beingness, and therefore certain blockages, let's say, of lower chakras that are. Um, intended to be worked upon or intended as uh, a uh, an incarnational focus for development. So, like the phrase, uh, if higher self wants us to develop heat, we may be born in a cold place where we can develop heat, this kind of thing. And there are principles to that. And the exact nature of that is at Achinteya, <laughs> imponderable or inconceivable or beyond our understanding. Nevertheless, um, a lot of it, it, a lot of our life cannot be understood without an understanding of karma. But an understanding of karma, wholly, a total understanding is beyond our capacity. Just like Ross said, understanding is not of your density. But partial understanding is possible, or sufficient understanding to make peace with um, difficulty, difficult catalyst or circumstance, as well as some sense of responsibility. This is another principle uh, allied to the principle of karma, uh, which again is multidimensional, multi-incarnational, um, and very, very subtle, <coughs> um, in which... Um, we there. There's a lot of um, there's a, there's there are various forms of life circumstance that cannot be changed. And although it cannot be fully understood, it can be sufficiently understood to accept what we can't change. Uh, it's possible that we think we can't change it, but it can be changed. It's possible that we think it can be changed. But we, you know, exert maximal effort and can't be done. Then Ra talked about, you know, the, the value of uh, meditating or pondering, contemplating the affirmative uses of the limitation. Now, <clears throat> uh, this is just a very general <laughs> kind of view of karma. In the raw material, um, the questioner today helpfully gave the quote from Ra 34.4, where Ra said their understanding of karma, which is a very nice prefacing because they're not Buddhas. <clears throat> they're at the level of higher self. Higher self uh, has a lot to learn. Uh, and, and everybody, even, even great teachers, have different perspectives. And so, you know, only God is without sin or distortion, or only the Logos is, a, is the real know-it-all um, called omniscience. So they have their perspective, and we have ours, and Gautama has his, and we do our best to integrate and understand. Ra saying, our understanding of karma is that which may be called inertia. Those actions which are put into motion will continue using the ways of balancing, or can be, apply, can, 
can work, be worked with while balancing, until such time as the controlling or higher principle, which you may liken to your breaking or stopping, is invoked, meaning the stoppage of inertia. This, they go on, the stoppage, this stoppage of the inertia of action may be called forgiveness. The two concepts are inseparable. Um, the two concepts may be being <clears throat> forgiveness and stoppage of inertia of action. Uh, stoppage of inertia of action, if we look at what inertia is from Wikipedia, from a physics perspective, it's called the resistance of any physical object. Here we're talking metaphysical. The resistance of an object to any change in its state of motion or changes in speed, direction, or rest. The tendency of objects or <laughs> a self or a mind-body-spirit complex to keep moving in a straight line at a constant velocity. Uh, basically, uh, the power of resisting by which a body or an object endeavors to preserve its present state, whatever that may be, whether it's resting or moving uh, along a straight line. And so it's the tendency to continue on the current course rather than uh, it's sort of flatlining or going in a circle, I could say. Uh, to continue on with the with the routine, with the hab habitual, to remain in the habitual, to remain um, without change of altitude or change of seven chakra conditions, let's say. Now, when we're talking, the, the specific focus of the question here for today is the relationship between individual and collective karma and specifically how uh, an individual such as a wanderer or a spiritually minded person uh, is influenced by uh, or has their affairs um, affected by uh, a collective with its own karmic tendencies. So the individual and the collective, particularly in the case where the individual uh, is endeavoring to be without distortion or to live in love wisdom, uh, to live in harmlessness and truth, to uh, develop spiritually on the positive path uh, sincerely in a collective such as humanity today, which has many distortions, like Ross said, the depths of the distortions which infect your peoples. Uh, if you hadn't noticed, there's quite a lot of distortion. Distortion in mind, uh, which is uh, the belief level that leads to particular intentions or desire that leads to various physical manifestation like speech and physical action. So physical manifestation such as what society says or speaks or communicates the information, what society does or the structures of society, the institutions, the laws, the rules, um, the technology, the physical objects, the artifacts, all of that comes out of mind. And that comes out of intention to produce such, that comes out of deeper beliefs that um, see, you know, has its own view of what's true and not true, what's important, what's unimportant, <clears throat> its own priorities, uh, particularly material over spiritual, or collective over individual, or the state over individual rights. Um, and so 
the scientific over the spiritual or over the metaphysical, the physical over the metaphysical, and a certain um, encouraged conformity and materialism and selfishness or self-centeredness. I mean, these are some of the primary um, tendencies of society, it seems to me. Materialism, um, selfish individualism. There's individualism that is committed to, you know, benefit to all, but that's not uh, what's encouraged necessarily, or it's it's valued but not encouraged. <laughs> so it's a funny kind of thing. So there's all sorts of um, double binds. Also, you know, you're in, one is encouraged to accumulate materially or value oneself on one's material accomplishments you know, social accomplishments, social position, material accumulation, one is taught to value oneself in accord with that. Nevertheless, <clears throat> uh, everybody innately has some sense of virtue, or it's good to be good, or let's do the right thing, or I am a good guy, or I want to think I'm a good guy, or I want people to think I'm a good guy. Um, but there's many, there are also many no-go zones um, that that are considered, um, you know, non-virtuous that uh, the state or the society or materialism discourages. So, anyway, you've got the society and its karmic stream, the collective, and you've got the individual. In this case, um, down on the ground, we're really saying we here as wanderers coming from whatever, 4th, 5th, 6th density, um more or less uh, committed to the positive path uh, love, virtue, harmlessness wisdom, discernment, honesty, truth balance and, and helping other helping self and other being a benefit to self and other while <laughs> society or 3D or humanity as far as I can see is mainly uh, 3D repeating meaning there isn't uh, a whole lot of um, clarity regarding the purpose of life, right? Sort of a joke. What's the meaning of life? Ha ha ha. Uh, or nobody can answer it. Why? Because they don't ask it enough. Or they ask it and then don't ponder it. If they pondered it, they could know. Same thing with death. People don't know because they don't ponder. They don't go through their fear or their uh, skepticism or their, you know, uh, atheism or their um, biases rather than consider all possibilities. They just don't think it's important. They just don't um, think that uh, the spiritual or the metaphysical is real or is important. And fine. Uh, how do we fare, F-A-R-E, how do we fare in a society uh, in this world that may indeed be reaping what it's sown here now in a more dramatic way before dimensional shift. World War III, uh, economic collapse, terrorism, mm, destruction. I mean, you know, there are all sorts of good things that may be coming or, 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 or are all around us. Uh, there are many profoundly beautiful inventions of humanity or helpful, indeed, many, many. Um, and nature is beautiful, and many, many people, or some people here, are lovely, beautiful souls, too. And yet, humanity um, 
has massive poverty globally, starvation, inequity, injustice, corruption, crime, not just the crime you see, but the crime of those that are uh, on the you know magazine covers, those that are of the elite, those that have great money and power, the rich men of the earth, <clears throat> and their Orion bosses, they're the, the mobster uh, Illuminati community. Uh, and, um, you know, of every race, religion, so-called, and uh, every uh, nation has that. And what will happen in the future? Well, I don't know. Uh, but in general, to the extent that the wanderer um, is here, we are subject to um, the physical karmic return, the material or phenomenal karmic return of the collective. So in the, in the, the pregame show, we talked here about uh, saints in Hiroshima or wanderers in Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, there were, and they died. And, uh, but everybody's going to die. So uh, they died like everybody will die. Um, the, um, those saints in Hiroshima, in fact, I know a woman in Japan who may well have, a couple of people who actually may have died in atomic blasts. They had certain um, sensitivities that indicated some kind of post-traumatic stress, but they were, uh, you know, the soul wasn't disintegrated, the spirit complex wasn't disarrayed, like Ross said, and so they were okay. But they were probably six density wanderers. But um, <clears throat> surely there were wanderers who died in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Surely there were who died in uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, wherever that was, or whatever that was. Or, um, you know, destruction of Jerusalem, or World War II, or uh, Nazi work camps, or, you know, beautiful souls who died in Cambodia. I mean, there's a Cambodian singer. Uh, who's angelic in my book, uh, Sin Sitamut, Sin, S-I-N-N, Sin Sitamut, um, angelic voice, cherubic face, singer from the um, 60s and 70s in Cambodia, disappeared somewhere in the Khmer Rouge genocide, and that was that. And um, he's back home, I guess. Uh, so there's an angelic, cherubic face, beautiful soul, um, Sitamut is S-I-S-A-M-O-U-T-H something like that a very famous singer in Cambodia uh, in the 70s beautiful man, beautiful soul and um, he came in to offer love and light and get killed uh, Diana probably a wanderer, Princess Diana um, many good souls right, uh, George Harrison uh, John Lennon, many many John Kennedy maybe, I don't know so, um, wanderers are surely subject to collective karmic tendencies and phenomena and um, national or regional or group karmic result. Uh, like those people who died in uh, Khmer Rouge. That was chosen before birth. And so it doesn't do the conscious mind so much good because um, there's a sense of profound injustice. That's a soul who may have been uh, sin zitamut, 
tremendously, completely uh, committed to love. I mean, I don't know if he was really a saint in personal life, but it seems like he was, actually. Uh, saint Lee. Um, mur murdered by the Khmer Rouge. Now, that's absolutely unjust and a tragedy. Meanwhile, it's also probably program Cardalist chosen before he, bo he was born. He probably chose that before he was born. Skeptic says, oh, you're blaming the victim. How dare you? Oh, you're rationalizing the unknowable. Well, how do you know it's unknowable? Just because you don't know it. <laughs> Just because you don't know it doesn't mean uh, all beings in creation don't know it. <clears throat> Just because it's tragic and he completely didn't deserve it on the basis of his life and his works and his being uh, doesn't mean that there wasn't programmed before birth. <laughs> of course not. Uh, we just don't know. Or you don't know. Or you, the skeptic. Not you, the, the one who may know. But you, the one who shoots it down. Or those who shoot it down. They don't know. <laughs> they think they know. They want you to think they know. They want to believe they know. But they actually don't know. So, um... <laughs> it should be known they don't know. But we can know, we can know, even though it's true we don't fully know. Uh, and in some ways, that's the whole, you know, metaphysical epistemology, right? Uh, the multidimensional dynamics of knowing. In some way, we really won't know anything uh, in terms of the non-material, the metaphysical principles or issues like karma other dimensions until we die. I was just listening to a John Brum, a white man who's a good guy, and um, teacher uh, John, definitely, I think he had Satipana, you can see him on uh, YouTube, talking about um, somebody's suicide letter who said, I'm just killed myself because I want to see if there really is reincarnation. <laughs> and he said, yeah, well, you'll find out, that's one way, but it's not quite a good way to do it, obviously. Uh, so, um, all our questions will be answered on the other side, I have no doubt. So, maybe I'm deluded, but I don't think so. But, it's certainly the case, and it's a bitter pill, I think, that saintly, and uh, seeking to be saintly, which just means love, wisdom, committed, harmless, uh, wanderers, or spiritually minded people, wander or not, um, will get caught up in group karma. There is that which we can prevent and that which we can't prevent. In some ways, you can't be sure beforehand what you can prevent. There's the house in the forest fire that doesn't get burned. There's the house in the uh, neighborhood uh, that doesn't get hit by lightning while his neighbor does. That's called karma too. Um, there is the train wreck from which everybody but um, a small child dies. Um, there is all sorts of stuff like that. And um, the, the skeptic uh, materialist says, oh, uh, it's just an accident. It's just a, a happy, happy coincidence. The religionist says oh, it's a miracle from God. And the spiritualist says it's karma. It's karmic return. Uh, and I think that that's the case. Which doesn't um, mean that it's not God too, but 
um, God is all. So everything's done by God because everything is God. Um, but we do experience free will. So it is considered our free will that brought us into a very distorted collective. It is considered our free will that subjects us um, physically uh, at the level of body to those environmental conditions that affect, that are done by the collective at the physical level, like chemtrails, right? We breathe chemtrails um, and drink whatever's in their water and their food. Um, it's very unpleasant to think that, but it's true. Why? Because we're here. <laughs> because if you choose to put your body, to choose to be born physically uh, in a physical complex, physical social complex, then what's occurring as the karmic return for that collective uh, affects us physically too. Now, yes, <clears throat> people can neutralize things. Um, there are people who, <clears throat> you know, there there are gay partners. One is HIV positive, the other one is negative, and they remain that way forever or till the end of their life and they don't use uh, protection or condom or something. <clears throat> uh, I was in San Francisco, I heard about this uh, sometimes. Uh, how come? I don't know. One has immunity, one doesn't. Okay, I don't know. Now that's called karma, or karma uh, would explain such. Same thing why the, uh, you know, one house, the house doesn't burn down, but the other house does. But <clears throat> that doesn't mean one guy's better than the other. But there are reasons for it, and they're metaphysical. But it's very true that um, our very presence in this incarnation, in this life, <clears throat> our very incarnation here now, with this collective, uh, metaphysically speaking, is the result of our choice to be here now and partake of what they partake of. We have to, you know, when in Rome... Uh, you're affected by, uh, you know, the water and the food and the culture. Now, at the mental level, however, <clears throat> um, one can surely, uh, as we see in the Gospel of Thomas, the, uh, prepare, one can certainly know that a thief is coming and where in the house the thief is intending to break in. One can surely be... Um, so discerning as to the uh, false or distorted beliefs uh, of the culture or of anybody who's speaking to us or anything we're reading from our own view of what's distorted not distorted we're only doing our best to figure out you know as best we can what's distorted not distorted uh, <clears throat> to avoid uh, taking on distorted ideas just like Lin Chi said, just don't follow the deluding views of others. It's very possible. So at the mental level, uh, and at the spiritual level, right, there's body, mind, spirit, um, we uh, are affected. Uh, but we can uh, be mentally and spiritually immunized, in a sense. Mentally, by love wisdom. Spiritually, by six chakra activation. Ra talked about wanderers having an armor of light that can be invoked uh, to avoid certain kind of um, attachment to negativity or to avoid negative contact even. Uh, wanderers can get negative ET contact, metaphysical, interdimensional, 
Um, but it depends. And so uh, we are vulnerable uh, at the mental, spiritual levels uh, to the degree that we have uh, blockages in the seven rays, seven chakras. Now, particularly lower chakra blockages lead to vulnerabilities to uh, unhelpful patterns, you know, the three poisons, grasping, aversion, ignorance, or uh, desire, what I want, uh, aversion, what we hate, what we feel we must have, what we feel we can't stand, uh, how we want to be treated, how we feel we won't allow ourselves to be treated, dot, dot, dot. Some of this is um, maybe useful, some of it not. So there's helpful desire and unhelpful desire. There's short-term helpful, there's long-term helpful. There's wise rejection, and there's um, an angry personality. So <laughs> some rejection is important. Uh, other rejection comes from an unwillingness to love and accept. Some desires help us uh, in the short term, but not long term. Some help us in the long term, and not the short term. Sometimes we have situations where we can only, the only choices that we can perceive are possible long-term benefit and more short-term pain. <laughs> uh, there are double-bind situations. Uh, <clears throat> I'm born into a certain family with a certain karma, and I either, the only way to avoid the physical, mental, but particularly, let's say, mental level influence of the family, meaning the family karma at the mental level, uh, is to get out of the family and reject them and never talk to them again. Otherwise, they'll be in your life. And they may not want to change, which is their right, and we may consider their views distorted. They, their speech and action may be abusive. Sure, happens all the time. <clears throat> abusive speech, uh, selfish, even harmful, even sadistic, mean, father, mother, brother, sister. Uh, the only way to end it is to get out. Sometimes that's a good idea. Sometimes, for one reason or another, we can't. Then it's called a karmic limitation. Then, how to handle it? Well, up to you. Depends on the circumstance. <clears throat> but, um, sometimes the um, consequences of departing a um, distorted collective are more painful than remaining within it. <clears throat> like, if you want to be free of animal cruelty uh, and you want to rid yourself of all objects in your life that you depend on that, have, that were born associated with animal cruelty, you probably have to live, you know, naked in the woods or uh, make your own home from fallen wood and um, join it by fallen vines and eat what's already fallen or, you know, pray to the plant before you pluck it or the, the fruit or the vegetable and no cooking because every technology involves harm <clears throat> or was fashioned in relation to some harm to human or animal. That's generally the case. So if you want to live like that, fine. But <clears throat> there, are, there are many cases where the consequences uh, of um, departing a collective that's distorted 
<clears throat> or more painful or difficult or we're just not up for it um, than the pain of remaining. And so mm, the woman with young children with an abusive husband, uh, generally it's good to leave. Sometimes for one reason or another she can't. There's uh, a line that you know of abuse that's really intolerable uh, but for one reason or another, there may be many circumstances why she can't leave, why a man at a company can't leave, <clears throat> a man with a company with a, which with an awful boss, a woman with small children with a bad husband. That's family karma or group karma, um, and us in a nation <clears throat> or in a world that may be heading to World War Three, or severe earth changes, or socioeconomic collapse or mm, appears to be losing its mind day by day. <laughs> We're affected by it physically. There are things we can do to keep our health in good shape, but being here is evidence of the choice um, to accept it or to experience it. <clears throat> Again, at mental, spiritual levels, there is um, much we can do. Uh, but the individual um, in the collective uh, is there because the, they chose to be there, either by decisions consciously made in this life, by decisions unconsciously made in this life, <laughs> by decisions consciously made before this life that they're unconscious of now, or even partly or somewhat conscious of now. I know I chose these circumstances, this family, this nation, this time period, on this planet, with this group. Why? Well, then we get into um, the purposes of wanderers being here. And so, the fourfold purposes, as Ross said, mm, love, light, radiation to help the planet make its adjustment to fourth density, uh, being helpful to the individuals or anyone who comes into our life that we may have any relation or interaction with, help the individual. Uh, <clears throat> to learn from this experience and bring some benefit to our home density group and to accelerate our own evolution. And so, um, <clears throat> from a metaphysical, multidimensional perspective, there is no tragedy and there is no injustice. It's just, it's metaphysically just, even if it's physically, socially, uh, m you know, mono-incarnationally, <clears throat> uh, physically speaking, uh, very, very unjust, like Sin Sitamut getting murdered by the Khmer Rouge because he was a beautiful singer and they didn't want that. They were communist. So that's an atrocity. And, um, you know, after they die, they go to the right place where they meet their mind. And so, okay. But he was born into that. He chose to be there. Uh, I don't think it's possible to fully know your, your future plan. <laughs> and so it's not even possible to say, uh, I know I'm fully protected. Now, you may believe that, and it may be so. Um, it's a very personal matter. Uh, you also may not know. Uh, it's also possible to keep pondering. Uh, if one has a sense of vulnerability or insecurity or fear that the 
um, degradation of this collective will uh, ruin my life in the future. Or, you know, I'm going to be a homeless refugee, this kind of fear, which could happen. It happens to some people. And you can't say they're all 3D repeaters. No, wanderers get that too. Wanderers have chosen that. <clears throat> and um, if you want to avoid, um, you know, taking in the mental infections, distortions of the collective, or the spiritual um, wrong views, or um, uh, negative astral influences of the culture, right? So this is uh, collective karmic patterns affecting at the mental and spiritual levels. If you want to avoid that, be careful. <laughs> be very careful. And so it's very important to be careful. <laughs> and um, generally, um, we're not careful enough. I've not been. And um, I think uh, we've all uh, hurt ourselves and hurt others and made mistakes and missed signposts and overlooked warnings and discounted uh, good advice um, but if you want to avoid trouble uh, number one be very very careful in terms of what you what you you consider true or or how you speak and act or when major decision time comes be very careful in making major decisions <laughs> um, and be very discerning which means love truth which means be careful not to take the crowd for your teacher. Um, be careful not to get caught in patterns uh, because we want others to like us. Be careful of attachment to approval and, and gaining others' um, admiration. But surely uh, the very specific dynamics of uh, to what extent any one wanderer or spiritual person will be harmed by the karmic return of a traumatic catalyst uh, that is uh, created and experienced by the collective, whether it's a family or a nation or this whole planet of seven and a half billion people, um, is very, very individual. <laughs> it's very, very um, um, personal and unique to each case. And um, if one, uh, you know, how does one become, how does, how does one remain um, kind of liable for miracles? <laughs> um, one, how does one get oneself to be uh, guided to wellness repeatedly or regularly inspired uh, to make the right choices or to make good choices that lead to our long-term welfare that may protect us from troubles of the collective well number one be careful in all speech and action. Be careful with decisions. Uh, don't freak out, because some decisions are important and some are not that important, but be careful. Whenever there's trouble, learn from it. How did this come to be? How did I co-create this? Do I have to remain, or can I leave? 
uh, if you cannot leave, then in some ways you've signed up for what the collective will experience physically, actually. And so the wanderers who stayed in uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki uh, got the atomic blasts. And the wanderers who remain in certain nations that get trouble in a collective way um, actually are there because they chose to remain. Uh, if one wants to avoid, I mean, you have to basically keep searching for um, true guidance. Uh, and, you know, at the end of the New Testament, they're talking about when you see certain signs, get out of Babylon, get out of the city, leave right away. Um, yeah, that's great, that's good. And so certain places in the world will get more trouble in the next 10 years, who knows? I, you know, I never know how long this 3D last will last. Uh, certain places will have more trouble. Certain places won't have much trouble at all. Um, certain places, I imagine, would be destroyed. And certain places um, would, would improve. Quality of life may improve. That's physical. Uh, mental, spiritual, again, um, is, more, um, is, is more under our influence. Ross said, you know, wanderers become completely the creature of third density in mind and body. Now, that's not the same as being defenseless in mind and body against collective karma or collective karmic harm or distortions of the collective or destruction and harm that comes physically to the to collective being uh, powerless against that. No, that's not what we're talking about. When Ra said completely the creature of their density in mind body, it basically means that this body and this mind follows um, Earth uh, logoically determined patterns of intelligent energy processing for for mind and body, meaning the body will has its has a normal more or less normal physiology, more or less normal psychological structure, not not the individual patterns of preference or belief or um, personality, you know, not the uniqueness, not not. <clears throat> it's the structure that, that free will operates upon. The structure, uh, metaphysical, physical, physical and metaphysical structures of body and mind are same for wanderers as for anyone else. <clears throat> but um, there is this armor of light at the spiritual level, or sixth chakra, the spirit complex not completely the creature of their density. And so in many ways, the... Uh, the degree to which we can prevent and avoid harm from <clears throat> the karmic, um, the distortions of the collective and the destructive karmic returns phenomena of the collective depends on the degree to which we can bind mind-body to spirit or infuse mind-body with spirit or purify the personal to develop love, wisdom, green, blue, true mind, and make contact or communicate and coordinate with spirit, six ray. So, the spiritualization of mind-body, <clears throat> the purification of intention, deep healing of the emotional and the psychological, lower triad blockage clearance. As always, it's the same solution. That 
<clears throat> leads us to be less a creature of third density as we as mind body um, is more fully integrated into or or infused by spirit complex which really means um, the qualities of six chakra which people should know <laughs> do you know six chakra do you know what six chakra is all about well <clears throat> you might want to study six chakra and that is not a creature of their density while body mind is or chakras one through five are very heavily Terran human 3d space time structural normal while uh, head chakras spirit complex is not so <clears throat> bring the um, superhuman into the human or the spiritual into the mind body that too provides some protection um, but particularly the protection of, of discernment uh, discernment to see distortions uh, in the collective and in ourselves because basically the mental distortions of the collective are only dangerous to the degree that they resonate within or we acquire them and integrate them into our own mental patterns mental meaning belief and preference and then you know intention and decision it's it's the degree to which we uh, introject internalize acquire integrate distorted collective patterns uh, that those patterns are dangerous but physically we still in the live in the world with people obviously uh, and then in terms of the future <clears throat> um, it seems to be true that some people some wanderers or spiritual people will choose to remain in a disaster zone uh, during the disaster and there are many purposes for that um, and the sad truth is that we don't really know why we don't fully know why anyone or we ourselves may have chosen in the past or may choose in the future to remain with the collective that is experiencing its destructive or traumatic karmic return. So that's another heavy matter. So let me uh, pause on that. So so then um, the point is uh, uh, to repeat what you said that uh, just being careful or even being highly careful doesn't necessarily relieve or release all anxiety or fear we may have to either um, I would say being in a, in a destruct, destruction zone or big human mess zone physically uh, as the experiencing the karmic return of the collective or um, the anxiety or fear of having to repeat the, the 3D 75,000 year cycle now, <clears throat> uh, let's look at the second uh, more closely. Uh, there are two deep fear, a few deep fears that wanderers have about this. One, uh, which to me seems most pointed, is what if Earth goes the way of Maldek? Uh, am I going to be caught up in an astral knot of fear with this human collective for 100,000 years plus on lower astral planes? after planetary obliteration um i don't know <laughs> i mean i can't say no you won't but i don't think so 
uh, I don't think that uh, I mean I don't think that that has to be for Wanderers meaning there were Wanderers on Maldek perhaps when it obliterated itself did those Wanderers go into the Knot of Fear for a few hundred thousand years also I hope not I cannot say I know for sure they didn't therefore I can say there is indeed from my limited understanding I guess a possibility that they did meaning we could here if such happened here there's the second fear concern of being in a nuclear atomic blast zone like Hiroshima Nagasaki and Ra's comment that uh, such death by nuclear detonation can disarrange the energies of the spirit complex, 6-7 chakra, 6 and 7 bodies, really, energy fields, and lead to the loss of that entity as a unified mind-body-spirit complex. Um, there are some people say that their no nuclear weapons don't exist. <laughs> okay, that's another view, meaning that Hiroshima and Nagasaki, or one of those, or two of them, weren't nuclear bombs. Okay, I don't know that. Um, there's all sorts of hidden stuff going on, and we've been lied to about countless topics from official sources. But I can't say I know that there isn't nuclear power. Ross seemed to assume there is. Um, but, you know, for whatever that's worth, meaning maybe if they knew there wasn't, they couldn't say that would be an infringement. But uh, are wanderers subject to that? Well, Ross seemed to indicate that they have the understanding of how to prevent that kind of disarrangement of spirit complex and maintain the integrity of mind-body-spirit complex or a soul. So that doesn't seem so likely. And again, I have met people who I think did die in an atomic blast, and um, they were back in human body again. But they're also six density wanderers. Uh, the <clears throat> other levels of... Um, um, possible danger um, that could be alleviated by being careful or being making good choices but uh, we have no certainty that we're careful enough we have no certainty that we won't um, be in a in a disaster zone um, actually all we can have is some faith that uh, either we won't be or if we are, we'll, we'll survive, even if we die. And so, this is about um, confronting fear, which is uh, um, necessary to any fear, any strongly held fear. Whether it's anxiety about the future, or fear of you know, losing one's job, or whatever. It's useful to ponder, the uh, realistically ponder that which we're afraid of experiencing. Well, if you looked at the TV shows, you know, Revolution or um, Jericho, you see what a post-socioeconomic uh, national collapse in America would look like. And um, it's rough. Um, people do their best. Uh, we don't really know. This is yet another... Uh, a kintea, a kind of imponderable, or at least beyond our conceivability, 
matter where we don't know our future. Now, it's possible to know your future, but it's also possible to be fooling yourself. And uh, the new agey view that, uh, you know, just think positive thoughts and be loving and good and only good will come to you is shallow and untrue. Um, bad things do happen to good people. Uh, it would be understood as a chosen or required um, karmic return. Chosen karmic, ret you know, required karmic return for balancing multi-incarnationally. Uh, a certain kind of metaphysical balancing required for um, the flow of their own multi-incarnational path. Or chosen before birth, but not required uh, Right, like the truly virtuous uh, sibling who doesn't need karmic balancing of abusive parents because they themselves have not been abusive in past lives or uh, never were in third density or they were in third density a billion years ago and uh, worked through all that. But they chose to be in the family of um, strong negative karmic return like abusive parents or being in a disaster zone. So we don't know what we've chosen for our future. Uh, it's good to ponder what it could be. Um, in the end, I think we have to say, I don't know, uh, if we don't know, which is normally the case. Um, and then consider what it might be if it really happened. Uh, and um, have some faith that I'll be okay, somehow, no matter what. I'll be okay, even if it means uh, dying of starvation or dying young or whatever. Uh, could be, could be. I mean, I think that's mature. Meanwhile, to get stuck on that in fear and expect it is distortion and untrue. You can't assume it's going to happen, but you can't assume it won't happen. But you may have a sense, some wanderers, some spiritually minded people have a pretty good sense, no, that's just not going to happen to me. All right. Because it probably won't happen to most and um, it is knowable, but uh, one should be honest about how much one knows. And so, <clears throat> one needs to face one's fears and learn how to face fear or learn how to work through fear. And I think realism and pondering, um, frankly, possible consequence and the experiences that we're afraid of is important. Uh, as well as being careful. Uh, as well as creating merit. Yes, one way to alleviate karma, whether it's personal stream or personal stream affected by the collective, is merit, virtue, good karma, make good karma. Uh, it's very possible. <laughs> and that basically means uh, have the attitude of bringing benefit to others. And that doesn't necessarily mean saying or doing anything, but it certainly means um, uh, preventing wrong speech and wrong action, <laughs> uh, seeking to be harmless with others all the time, seeking to never speak in anger, or at least never intend to harm with speech, seeking to reduce harsh speech, seeking to be as honest as possible. Um, one can seek to be totally honest, uh, come what may. And um, meditation, 
and um, offering love light to all beings in meditation, Brahma Viharas, sincerely done regularly, uh, being increasingly sensitive to other people's needs and process around us, um, uh, making sure we have some understanding of others before we open our mouths, before we try to help, or before we jump in with what we want to say being really sensitive uh, to be harmless and um, respect others' free will. So that kind of high sensitivity to others um, generates, quote, good karma, meaning we're seeking green, blue, love, wisdom, strongly. And that particularly means we will go through, you know, um, uh, try to, to heal our own blockages and our own conflicts and harmful patterns. So in the end, we uh, e each person is on their own. And the karmic return of the collective surely influences us at the physical level. It, it, it influences us and affects us at all levels, obviously, continually. It affects us physically, mentally and spiritually how much harm we receive or how much we are harmed uh, physically <laughs> depends on pre-incarnative choices some of which we just don't know depends on the uh, wisdom of our decision-making in the life as to where we live and who we associate with the influence of the collective <clears throat> the harmful influence, because there's helpful too, but the harmful influence of collective uh, karmic return uh, at the mental and spiritual levels <clears throat> um, very much depends on our um, commitment to love, um, you know, harmlessness and uh, wisdom, truth, discernment. And being careful in decision and being careful in speech and thinking things through. Uh, and Spiritually, um, that which we can't, we we simply can't fully understand that we wish we we did, but we can't. Uh, <clears throat> some kind of faith or trust is needed, and it's not necessarily. I mean, people can say, "I have faith, I have faith, I have trust, I'll be okay." Well, <clears throat> um, a deeper level is that e even the guy whose house burned down could be said could be okay doesn't seem very okay to me <clears throat> and it seems pretty awful and I don't think there are too many people who would say I'm okay although some people have said that you know uh, um, this trauma made me stronger <clears throat> it's not that the trauma did it but their response to the traumatic experience was so balanced or so um, centered in love wisdom spiritual maturity that they benefited themselves tremendously um, through that trauma. That's possible too. But uh, it's a faith that uh, whatever shall be, shall be. It's God's will and our will and karma. And there's a perfection to it. <clears throat> now that may not help much um, if there's a you know, if, if there's a forest fire burning around the house. Uh, but we just do our best 
Come what may, we do our best, and it's certainly not a good idea to get stuck in fear about what may not happen, or panic and anxiety about what may not happen. And as to wanderers getting so distorted that we have to repeat the 75,000 year cycle, or 25,000 years, really, <clears throat> because one can work it off and leave sooner. Uh, that really seems to me to only happen when people are quite deliberately harming others, um, making a career out of uh, taking advantage of others uh, for self-benefit only, and actively harming, deliberately harming, for me. And, um, you know, there are hard decisions to make also. So, there's no easy answer <clears throat> to um, futures that we don't know. But certainly we can have faith in ourselves. I'll do my best, come what may. And we're not here on holiday, <laughs> although there's a lot of beautiful... <clears throat> a lot of beauty and well, you know, a lot of beauty and, and lovely aspects of human life. We're not here on vacation. This is a business trip. And um, uh, this too shall pass. So that's all I want to say about that for now. Um, thanks for the great question. Very deep. And um, I hope it's been helpful. So take good care.